0: What's up, it's your boy Enigma, and have you ever watched a movie you loved from your childhood recently and thought, what the f*** was I thinking? Past and Present is a podcast revisiting those awkward times, asking, does your favorite movie stand the test of time, or is it utter trash now? The latest episode starts now! What is up? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present episode. And today we're going to talk about the mysterious movie called Eyes Wide Shut. Came out in 1999, stars Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, and it's the great Stanley Kubrick's final film. So... When this movie came out, well, I should say when it was advertised, they really didn't say what this movie was about. The only thing that I remember seeing is Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, while they were married, were in this movie. And for some reason, I had a thing for Nicole Kidman, and there was a hint that there was going to be some Nicole Kidman nudity. And I was like, son of a bitch, I'm sold. um you know but i didn't go see this at the theaters obviously but it was just one of those movies that they really didn't advertise what it was going to be about it was just tom cruise and nicole kidman apparently were going to have sex in the movie or something i don't know i mean it was one of the worst marketing campaigns ever any movie it just didn't make much sense But, you know, I couldn't pass on not seeing Nicole Kidman. Now, I don't know where that Nicole Kidman thing came from. I don't know. I was just, you know, it was 99. It was just, I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea why I was intrigued by her at the time. Obviously, I'm well over that now. But, yeah, I couldn't pass up a chance to actually see some Nicole Kidman nudity. (laughs) And what we got with this film was very much. So it's still argued to this day. Is it an erotic thriller or, you know, is it very artsy? Cause the way they filmed, it was very artsy. I don't know. And Stanley Kubrick, one of the things that's funny about this movie that they actually filmed this movie in 15 months, it took them 15 months To film this, think about that for a second. Now, I don't know if you've seen the movie or not, but they didn't have, you know, this isn't the Avengers, okay? And even the Avengers doesn't take 15 months to film. It took them 15 months to film this, okay? There was no action scenes, they didn't have to blow up any bridges, they didn't have to do anything out of the ordinary, but it still holds the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest film actually well film shoot for a specific film okay ah wow 15 months for this <laughs> you know and i understand uh, stanley kubrick you know you don't really question him he's had such great movies in the past but i don't know if this would have taken me 15 months to film probably wouldn't take me more than 15 days to be honest with you but Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into this and talk about what I thought about this movie back in 1999. Past. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably didn't pick up this movie from the video store because, yes, we had video stores back then. I think I probably bootlegged (laughs) this. Yes, yeah, sue me but you know again because they really didn't show what it was about i wasn't about to go to theaters and pay for this because i didn't really know what the movie was about and one of the things i first thought when this movie came on first of all we get some nudity right off hand nicole kidman getting ready for the party and yes she you know had the little flawless body i guess i mean looking at it now it's it is what it is, but I'll talk about that, you know, when I get to the present, but yeah, it was pretty exciting. What I got from this movie was something that just had me looking at the screen, like what? And when you see movies like this, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When I saw the Joker movie, I said, I'm going to either walk into that movie or walk out of the movie thinking this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Or I'm going to walk out of the movie thinking, what the f- did I just watch? Okay, this one was the latter because I was like, what the, the premise of the movie? Basically, you follow um, Tom Cruise's character who is a doctor and apparently him and Nicole Kidman, his wife in, in the movie as well, not just his wife uh, in real life. They're having some issues or something. And I don't know. I guess this is honestly the first I guess what I thought about it. And Please don't take offense to this but when i first thought about it i said these must be white problems because black people don't have problems like this to this extent or if they do they don't treat them like this so it really was a whole foreign thing to me uh tom cruise is playing dr william harford and nicole kidman is alice harford his wife and you know they go it's basically he goes through a night that's just filled with erotic porn (laughs) and you know, then he he wasn't supposed to be there. And I'm going to get into more of the details when I talk about the present because it'll make a little more sense. But while I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking to myself, and this is when I'm younger. Like, okay, I definitely got more than what I was supposed to get out of this. And Nicole Kidman scene was definitely good. And then there was a scene where she was actually... I guess it was a vision that she had that she was messing with this little sailor guy, and it kept bothering, um, you know, Doctor Harford. And he decides to go out there and try to get his rocks off. And <laughs> you know, as, as for guys, it's not as easy as women. And there were a couple things in the storyline that just it didn't make sense. But really, what you really talk about is the whole. You know, the porn scene where he's with all the people and they were all wearing masks. It was just like a weird sitting. I don't know. It was just weird. You know, the whole movie itself was weird. Everything about it was weird. (laughs) And, you know, the, the nudity that you did see and the sex that you did see, it really was offset by this is one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen in my life. And it really was. It really just didn't make too much sense to me. And then the movie just kind of ended like that. It was like, okay, well, um, you know, I have so many questions, but obviously they're not going to get answered. And that was it. So, that I mean, (laughs) I I really just looked at it and just kind of probably sat there and looked at the screen for about 10 minutes after trying to figure out what the hell did I just watch. And, you know, it, it still just boggles my mind at times but the funny thing about it is this is one of those movies that no matter when it comes on i always watch it because it's weird but you just can't look away from it it's just something about it that just draws you into it and i think that was the point of it they really wanted to tell a story that really drew you in and just really had you trying to figure out what in the world did you just watch okay and you know mission accomplished it's just one of those strange movies but i knew i wouldn't really talk much about what i thought about it in the past because like i said it was all just a weird experience to me let's talk about the present and what i thought about it when i just recently watched it because i think that's when i'm really getting to the details of what's going on here present all right where do i begin so Obviously, the the height of this movie is about the orgy at the end. You know, until this day, I still, when somebody says orgy, the first thing I think about is this film. Like, I've never been to an orgy, and with my age, I'm probably never going to go to an orgy. (laughs) But anytime somebody says orgy, I think about this movie, and I think about that setting. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and start from the beginning, because I got a lot of things to talk about. So... At the beginning, at least we get a nice shot of Nicole's ass, which is what I was signed up for. (laughs) I mean, it was the main thing that I wanted to see in the movie. So right offhand, they just went on ahead and showed it to you. And, you know, hats off to both her and Tom Cruise for actually agreeing to do this because they don't seem like they are the type of actors who really needed to do this. You know, this is normally done by people who are just trying to break in. And in 99, they were pretty much already broken in. So for them to actually do this and then do this while being married and, you know, hats off to them. So the first thing I noticed in this movie as it's starting, they're getting ready for a party. And Dr. Hartford and his wife live in this beautiful, big apartment out in New York City. I don't know if it's Manhattan or wherever, but it is a big apartment. They have the smallest ass bathroom in that apartment. And if you don't believe me, go back and watch it. Watch how massive the entire apartment is. And then the bathroom is like a one bedroom (laughs) bathroom. It was just horrible. I'm like, why would y'all pay all this money to stay in the city only to have this little bitty bathroom that both of them really can't fit in? I don't know. That was the first thing that was just awkward to me, you know, but. It, it just was okay so anyways they attend this party by uh their friend zick ziegler i think it was ziegler and it was a christmas party everybody's coming in their best tucks and d- gowns and stuff like this again you're looking at the rich background with something i don't know so i basically am intrigued by every time i see it and um both uh william and alice they get separated doing different things and alice is a drunk apparently because she's really getting wasted at the party and she ends up dancing with this guy now keep in mind she's married okay but yes she's dancing with this guy who's flirting with her trying to get her to do whatever while dr hartford has two women on his arm and he's not really flirting with him. He's just kind of talking with them, but you know how it looks. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of marriage is this? <laughs> Apparently they just don't care. You know, they, they came together and now they're just doing their own thing. Now, neither one of them really went too far with anything, but it was just, you know, I'm just looking at it in my life. Like I wouldn't go to a party. And just leave my wife and then you know hang out with two other women while she dances with another guy it just seems wrong but again the different circles that these people are in you know that may work for them it doesn't work for me but hey that may work for them so it is what it is and um ziggler let's talk about him so at the beginning he actually greets them at the door with, i assume was his wife or what have you and he's banging a prostitute in his own home i'm like is this what it is to be rich because i'm really not trying to consider i don't know if i want to be rich is this is what life is i mean my god dude you can't wait till the party's over and now make no mistake was that his? i guess it was his home i don't really i don't know it, it was just crazy it's just you brought your wife to a party and i don't know where she went at but then you go and bring this prostitute and bang her in the bedroom or wherever they were bathroom or whatever i can't remember right off hand right now but i don't know these are just strange people speaking of strange people let's talk about how dr hartford and his wife then it's either the same night or the next night i can't remember the time it really doesn't show on this movie but they decide to go get high and smoke weed and their reactions. i guess this is just i don't know if that was just like the bomb ass weed or whatever but they act more drunk than they do high and especially nicole kidman she ends up having <laughs> what they call a laughing fit and even tom cruise i'm sorry dr Hartford points it out oh you're gonna have a laughing fit where well, she's just laughing uncontrollably and i understand that part about being high but the way she did it was more of a drunken laugh Not a I'm high laugh. And the fact that it happens so often that he actually has a name for it. A laughing fit was just crazy because they end up arguing over foolishness. That's where she reveals about the naval officer guy that she saw. And I don't really know. It didn't really seem to me. I guess it was just a fantasy of hers. And it just kind of bothered Dr. Harford. Which, you know, I guess it would. But. If it's just a fantasy it is what it is but i don't know they they, they were arguing over some petty stuff it was stupid and <laughs> i don't know and, and just um back this up real quick i just recently found out that this was actually based on a book and it was a book i think that was written in the 1920s so what that tells me is that this type of stuff has been going on for centuries and it probably is still going on now but we'll get into more of that in a moment So this is also the most un-New York movie ever filmed. So it was supposed to be based out in New York, but apparently Kubrick was so scared of flying that he didn't want to go to New York and film. So everything was filmed in London. I don't know why he just didn't make this in London, like make this a London film. Why did you need to use New York? Because it looks horrible. Now, granted, I've been to New York twice, but I can tell just by watching this film that this is not New York. I don't know what city this is, you know, this is what I'm thinking in my head when i really first watching but it wasn't New York and come to find out it was in London they just tried to make it look as much as New York as possible and other than a few B shots everything was filmed in London which was stupid so you know he's upset over everything there's a couple things that happen in the film some old guy dies so dr harford leaves he goes and checks on the patient i guess it was an older patient of his he passed away his daughter is there and for some reason she you know says that she loves him always loved him and blah 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 he rejects her said we only had a couple conversations trying to figure out where all that came from and then he leaves out of there i'm gonna bring that up in a little bit so i guess after flashes of his wife sleeping with the naval guy which i want to say that stanley kubrick said when they filmed that scene according to nicole kidman the uh, flashbacks that he always had with the naval guy and uh, her that he wanted it to be borderline porn and so <laughs> you got a little more of nicole kidman there so i enjoyed that well anyway so dr harford he's upset he decides to entertain a prostitute and it, it's just <laughs> I don't know. He he just picks up some random chick on the corner that brings it to the house and then his wife calls him and then he backs out of it at the last second. Okay, fine. And, you know, I get that. And and (laughs) I'm going to come back to that because that part of the story really didn't make sense to me. But all right. Anyways. So he meets up with his uh, old friend that was a piano player. He first found him at the Ziggler's party and then uh, meets up with him. He's playing at some club or whatever. And the guy tells him about this party that he's been hired to uh, play at. And it's one of those secret society things. He said the blindfold wasn't on him tight the last time he did one. And he saw a whole bunch of stuff. And, of course, that intrigues Dr. Harford. He tells Dr. Harford though, that you can't come because you got to have a costume, blah, 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 this and that. And he has the password and all that. So Dr. Harford decides to go to a costume shop. And so he goes to this costume shop, wakes the guy up, says, I'll pay you extra money if you get me a costume right now. OK, fine. Guy gets up, finds out that his daughter, underage daughter, by the way, is having sex with two Asian guys. And he's pissed off about it, locks him in the cage, says he's going to call the police. All this before he sells um, Dr. Harford the costume that he needs. Again, this is a scene. I'm going to talk about this here in a second, but... You know, it's kind of crazy. An underage girl. And the underage girl whispers something into Dr. Harford's ear and then kind of smiles at him like she's selling it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what in the hell is going on with this movie? Jesus. Well, <laughs> anyways, so he gets the costume and he goes to the party. Now, my question is, is this this whole, you know, is this what Rich. People do with their time, these orgies. I mean, oh my god. So, (laughs) this is where the movie really starts where he arrives at the orgy, he has a mask on, he gives them the password, he gets in, they're doing this little ritual. And you know, it's a whole sexual orgy thing. It was just, it was very weird. And I think it was meant to be weird. That's what they really wanted to show kind of make you feel a little uncomfortable. Of what you're seeing there. And that's literally how I felt. It was just crazy. And one thing I didn't understand is so a girl comes to him and chooses him. I guess after they break out, they choose somebody and then walk away with them. And it was apparently the girl that knew him. How did she know him? She was in mid ritual when this was going on. Now, Ziggler kind of explained some of it at the end that they pretty much knew who he was. But they couldn't have possibly knew well, she couldn't have because she was in the ritual. So how did she know that it was him through the mask? I mean, she can't, you know, he was never revealed. It was just kind of odd that she would know that. And she warns him that you're in danger. You need to leave, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, 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 that whole portion was a little odd to me. So as he's walking on, somebody comes and gathers her to talk to her. And then... Basically, uh, Dr. Horford kind of walks around and sees all of the sexual pleasures that are going on throughout the show. So, or the movie. So, one of the things that's crazy about it is they had different versions of this movie. And to get it from an NC-17 rating, they actually digitally put some people in there blocking some of the more ludicrous sexual things on there. So, the version I had was not that one. (laughs) I guess maybe the first version I watched may have had it. I couldn't even remember, but this one didn't. You saw everything. And it's just very weird to see people having sex with masks on and other people watching, you know. And like I said, to this day, this is what I think an orgy is. It may not be, you know, but this may be how the rich folks do. Um, But it does remind me of the uh, Romans on Spartacus. That's basically how it looked. (laughs) and thinking about that you know if they can get a rating that they got they probably could get away with that now maybe in 99 it was a little different but it is what it is so anyways um, he's found out that he is not the person he said he is because he asked for a second password and he says I seem to have forgotten it which was dumb I would have been like I didn't know there was a second password because there wasn't one according to Ziegler anyway And so I would have left it at that. The girl who's helped him before said that, hey, you know, let him go. I'll pay the price or whatever. And he was let go. And, you know, it is what it is. So Dr. Harford was warned to let it go. Do not say anything. Tell anybody what you've seen here and just let it go. But of course, mean that he's a character in a movie, he does not listen and he decides to go try to figure out everything that happened. Well, he goes up to he tries to find his friend at the hotel, and the hotel desk clerk tells him what happened to his friend. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't the guy call the police and tell him what happened to Nick? Because when he's telling it to Dr. Harford, it seemed like it was suspicious and He said that um, Dr. Nick tried to give him a letter about something, but the guy came and took it, and he came in with a bruise on his face. So all of this would have been like, I need to call the police, but apparently the guy didn't care. I don't know. I mean, you know, you work in a job like that, you may not give a damn either, but (laughs) I just find it very odd that he just did not tell the police about what happened to Nick. It, It was just dumb. And then he goes to bring back the costume and all of a sudden the whole pedophile case is solved um the guy says oh we came to an arrangement so he's basically pimping out his underage daughter and he even offers her to dr horford saying if you need anything just let me know i'm like what in the world is going on here I don't know. I mean, you know, you already had the orgy, not the underage daughter thing. I mean, is this really what rich people do? I mean, we've seen these things starting to come to the light here in real life, but, you know, with this Epstein stuff, and is this how it is? Is this part of what's going on? (laughs) I I, I just don't know. And even after all of that went on, um, Dr. Harford was still looking to get laid. So he... (laughs) ends up you know going back trying to find the prostitute back to her house saying i guess i'll get laid with her and walks into her friend uh she's not there friend lets him into the apartment and he just kind of advances himself onto her starting to take off her um jacket and all that and she allows this and i'm thinking to myself i know tom cruise you know he's uh Uh, handsome men women love him and all that but you don't even know this chick and she just allows you to do this maybe you're just assuming that this chick is a prostitute as well her friend may not have anything to do with that and then come to find out the girl found out the one he was supposed to sleep with before the prostitute found out that she was hiv positive positive. And he just has this look on his face like, oh my God, like, yeah, if you would have actually done what you wanted to do, you would have had HIV too. And um, he even makes a call to the old man's daughter that came on to him before, but her fiance or husband picks up or whatever, and he doesn't say anything. It's like, you just went through this whole scary orgy thing, and then you still are trying to get laid. That is just dumb. Okay. And then Ziggler comes and talks to him after he's... He keeps looking, trying to find out more information about this. And then Ziggler pulls him to the side and just says, Hey, I was there that night. This is what happened. It was all an act. And, you know, the girl that helped him actually ended up dead. (laughs) And he's like, how is this an act? And Ziggler... I mean, I don't know. It, it, It just didn't... There was just so many things wrong with it. And I just i just don't understand what (laughs) he was trying to do he was told what would happen to him if he continued to look and he kept trying to look and ziggler even explained it to him and he finally goes home and the wife has his mask on the pillow and this is my favorite scene even when i was younger when i first watched it and even when i watched it recently is the I'll tell you everything scene. He just sees the mask next to his wife on the bed and just bawls out crying. And it was hilarious to me. I'll tell you everything, I'll tell you everything. It was funny to me because I would have went to the grave with that story. My wife would have never have heard about all this stuff that I didn't went through. And he decides to tell his wife everything. And then at the end of the movie, they're in the store. One of the things she says is, uh, there's one thing we need to do as soon as possible. He's like, well, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And the movie goes off. So your problem that you're having, the, the resolution to it is to sleep together. Okay. You know, I mean, it was Nicole Kidman back then, so I guess I wouldn't argue. But still, it was just a stupid ending. So getting back to this i didn't realize this movie was like two and a half hours long and a lot of the things didn't matter in the movie story wise the hiv girl that didn't matter i understand he wanted to sleep with her him finding out about hiv i mean maybe they wanted to do a shock but it didn't really do anything for the story um the daughter of the dead guy early in the film that whole point didn't matter didn't do anything for the story the costume guy daughter and the asian guys didn't even matter it was stupid that was intriguing because it's like this guy's pimping out his underage daughter which is crazy but it didn't really matter story-wise so there was a lot of things they could have cut out of this to make this a more flowing movie but hey if you're gonna spend 15 months filming it you might as well and then the one last thing i wanted to comment on is the soundtrack now I normally listen to the soundtracks because it really brings the tension up, but this is a soundtrack that I could have written. And you'll notice it, it'll hit it. I'll, I'll try to mimic it as best I can. Boom, 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 boom. That's literally the soundtrack. And then what it would do, it would increase when the tension was there. I could have wrote that. It's like, oh, my God. Now, they did say that after he died, that he probably would have changed the soundtrack. And I would hope so, because that was just a basic soundtrack. I don't know if that was just a filler soundtrack or what. But, yeah, they just kept it in the film for whatever reason. Didn't want to pay for it, I guess. That soundtrack is terrible. I could have wrote that. A five-year-old could have wrote that. Just, oh, my goodness. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. So sum it all up. Is this movie, does it stand the test of time? Yes, it does, because it's just as weird as it was when I first saw it in 99. It's still an intriguing movie, and it really gets you into that high society. Like, is this really what happens? We know about the whole Epstein case and all that type of stuff. Is this the type of stuff they're referring to? Because high society, the rich and powerful, is this what they do? Is this the type of things... That they have for their pastime is very, very odd. You know, I just really didn't understand why a lot of this went on, but it gives you a peek into a world that we really don't understand, at least us broke people. Now, if you're rich and listening to this, yeah, you probably know about this. But for us broken, I'm not talking about rich. I'm talking about wealthy, like the top one percent. Because it seems like it's the top one percent of people who do this type of thing. Ziegler said, if you knew who these people were, and I'm not going to tell you who they are, but if you knew what these people, who these people were, you know, you have nightmares about it. So these are like the powerful people who are doing these little ritual sexual orgy things, and it's kind of scary when you think about it. But Anyways, what do you think about Eyes Wide Shut? Do you like this movie? Did you just watch it for the orgy scenes and the sex scenes like most people probably did? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you want to check out some of my creative work, hit me up on www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.